Boat Trader is America's largest boating marketplace with over 100,000 boats to choose from. We offer simple, comprehensive solutions for those looking to sell, find, and finance new or used boats. Visit BoatTrader.com to get started. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. What is up? It's a Wednesday, and you guys are listening to the Whitetail Legacy Podcast as normal. It's hump day. You guys are working hard at work, you know, putting in the hours. We're just sending this out here for your ride home to chill. Hopefully, you're cracking a cold when you're getting home and listen to this podcast. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Dude, that was solid right there. We're like out that. here. We are killing it tonight. We we wanted to put this out right. We're I'm about to have a baby, y'all. I'm about to have a baby in about two weeks. So we recorded three episodes back to back to back tonight. They were all absolute solid knockout episodes. I think we crushed it. We did a really good job. Um, I I don't know what else to say. I mean, we 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 put out some good content for you guys. We had Buck Five Outdoors on this one. If there's anybody out there that's listened to this podcast right now that hasn't listened to it before, and you have a kid, child, grandkid, neighbor kid, anybody that you think that might want to go hunting, after you listen to this podcast, you're going to want to take them hunting. This podcast is chocked full of tips about getting youth involved in hunting and in the outdoors fishing camping um we had we had uh lane on right yeah yeah lane. and and he tells a story of of a missed buck opportunity but he shot some does and you can you can hear the passion in this kid's voice and we ask him you know what do you like about hunting you know and you can tell that he he really really likes it you know he he's he's loving it and what was super cool about it and like my biggest my favorite part of the podcast is when he said that he's pumped to teach his younger brother right how to hunt which was super cool to me so now you got them you know Brody teaching Lane and then Lane t- teaching his younger brother and it's just tradition after t- tradition of learning which was super cool to me 
We want to get right into our. You got something? No, I, I well, I was just gonna say, you know, just whatever they say about filming, just take it out, you know, take that out of the equation. Just get, you know, like Cody said, the neighbor kid, your nephew, your son, your grandson, because you know, I straight up asked, Le- or uh, what's his name, Lane. Lane, yeah, I was going to say Layton. Lane, I straight up asked Lane, you know, do you feel like it's being pushed upon you or is this something that you actually love and want to do? And he said, I actually love and want to do it. And then even further on in the episode, he's talking about trying to teach his brother. So that just proves he's he's hooked. He's ready to go. That's true, man. This is this is an opposite, uh, awesome episode. Um, like Homie said, they're trying to film this. Um, you can check them out uh, on YouTube, Buck Five Outdoors. Also, check them out on Camel Crusades on Gen Seven um, Outdoors. And uh, if you want to see some normal guys that are getting it done with their kids being successful and filming it, this is who you need to watch because these guys are putting out content for the right reasons to help other people get involved in hunting. That's what we're all about on this podcast. Super humble guys. They're grinding every day to grow and try to steer buck five in the right direction and that is something that cody and i have watched for over a month since we ran into steve at elmwood yeah we watch them they put out content they're trying to grow they're getting better and better and they're putting out different stuff than other people then they're risking it which is cool to me they're putting out stuff that is different and and they're just sending it like they're we not, like to do. Yeah, exactly. And they're not focusing on the kill or the harvest of the animal. They are focusing on the experience, kind of like Cody and I are projecting how it's going to work out with Rainer and Aiden. Like that's that's what we yeah. I want to film into. every hunt because you know when when my boy's off and he don't talk to me anymore because he's got his own life <laughs> going on. I want to be able to look back at those hunts and say. Man, you know, I got to experience all this stuff with my kid, and I have all those memories. And they have them all recorded now, which is super cool to me. I mean, that's so awesome. Like, just exactly what you're saying, Rainer's gone. He's off on his own, doing his own thing. You're just going to be sitting at home while he's off partying sophomore year at college. Yeah. And you're like, dude, you really leaned on me to shoot that 140 back in 2026. Yeah. I know. It's just... It's going to be so cool to to look back on that and and I I'm excited that we met them and got to talk to them because they've motivated me which is their main goal to get my kid outdoors and film him. You know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mentioned, you know, the the quality of film that our boys are going to be putting out is what we're putting out right now, but they're only going to be 13 and 14, just yeah. like just like Lane and just Cole. Just like Lane. You know, Lane mm. recorded a whole hunt that they put out, and it's by 11-year-old, which is so cool. They they put out a hunt recorded by 11-year-old, and that's just boosting his confidence yeah. and making him want to do it more, you know? So, all right, guys, we're going to get right in. We got, we got the next three are a little bit longer podcasts because we had so much – we had such a g- good info on them. We didn't want to cut them short. Bunch of great guests. I mean. Yeah. And so we want to get into our partners real quick. We want to give a huge shout out to Ingram Outdoor Obsession. Just dropped his first turkey today. Got the text message. This, you know, this is a couple weeks recorded early, but second season turkey just dropped it. Congrats you, to you, buddy. 
You think he's going to take it to Ingram's Outdoor Obsession? Yeah, I'm pretty sure Ingram's is going to mount Ingram's Outdoor Obsession, you know, and uh, he's going to do a stellar job. I'm going to I should text I should text Ingram and tell him to take it there. Yeah, I was going to I was going to get on the Facebook page and be like, "Hey, our buddy Chris Ingram just shot his first bird. Are you going to take it to Ingram's Outdoor Obsession?" Yeah, like uh, I need to know this. This yeah. is vital information for me. I'm sure he will. Um I plan on shooting a bird tomorrow. I'm probably going to take him there and our Dallas Hashtag the beer man uh, is is gonna record it all going down. He's coming through clutch, by the way. Yeah, he is. I don't know what was up with that burger situation earlier, but uh, yeah, brings a burger and fries in. Nothing for us. <laughs> I stole like two waffle you fries. So yeah, uh, and then he offered you a bite of burger. Yeah, but I, I didn't. I think he might have licked it. But I told him I wanted him to I go get. I could have took us, like four wings or something. I wanted him to go get us a butch pizza, but he he backed out on a me. bush pizza or a butch a butch. But, is it a butch pizza? <laughs> is that right? I, what is butch, butch. pizza? You butch. never had a butch pizza. Nope. Yeah. What is that? <laughs> I've never been drunk at a bar. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm All glad right. you can claim that. <laughs> All right, getting right into ECW calls, man. That thing was purring today. I had some gobbler close, man. It was. I like. Do you know what? <laughs> I like the volume. I got it out in the field. You know, I know we practice with it. I got right. it out in the field and really did some long stroke, you know, on it. And I really like the volume on it. And I like how quiet you can purr on it also. The purring on this call is next level. Because when that, you know, when that bird gets hung up about 60, 70 yards and you start hitting him with that soft purr. Yes. Start talking sexy to him. You know, that's where I think the ECW is going to come in clutch. Yeah. It's right there. So, the uh, I'm gonna say like today I tried two things a little different, backing off on the volume, just like Jeff was at the Elmwood show when he was showing us the calls. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, he's just barely hitting it, mm-hmm. and I mean it's got tons of volume. So I backed off a little bit on the volume, and then like the hardest thing to do as a turkey hunter is when you get to that point, like okay, he's either coming or he's not. I'm putting the call down. Mm-hmm. Like I just put it down. Yeah. But about every 20, 30 minutes, I was hitting that perk. There you go. All right, we want to get in right into the veteran broadhead, man. I'm telling you what, I, I love that thing. The next episode after this is the owner of VIP, and I'll tell you what, that one's pack full, dude. That That's one of my favorite episodes we've done. Him and his wife, we got the wife on there, I mean... I'm hoping, I'm hoping to really send the veteran through, through a 180 this year. Me too. Yeah. Me too. That's the goal. <laughs> or or any any deer uh, that's five and a half or older. <laughs> hopefully, uh, a turkey in yeah. a week in four season. That'd be cool. Heck yeah! All right, we're gonna hit you with our VIP veteran broadhead shout out. We got Jack Heron. Uh, it. He, he sent us his E7. He said he retired February 30th, 1984. He spent April 68 and April 69 in Central Highlands of Vietnam. So he is a Vietnam veteran. Dude, this guy's old school. Yep. He messaged us. Um, uh, we have a thing out on our on Instagram, Facebook, all over. We want to reach out and and get some get some VIP shout outs to you veterans. Uh, we appreciate everything that you do. One thing I also want to start saying with this uh, sponsorship ad is that it doesn't. This veteran doesn't only represent 
the veteran broadhead doesn't only represent veterans. It also represents active duty military. This company does a ton for active duty military. So when you buy one of these packs of broadheads, you are supporting active duty plus veterans. Yeah, we just found out tonight it's going above and beyond. Yeah, it's going above and beyond what I even thought. And uh, the guy's so humble, he asked us not to disclose the details of what he's doing. But all I can say is that this guy is knocking it out of the park for anybody that is is in the service and is a veteran. So we can't thank you enough. Thank you, uh, Jack Heron. Um, Vietnam, I, I can't even imagine what you did for us. But uh, thank you from me and my family and the Whitetail Legacy podcast crew. And uh, we're going to get right in this episode of Buck 5 Outdoors. All right, guys, here we go. We got Buck 5 in studio. Uh, we got Steve. Hey, guys, it's uh, glad to be here up at Whitetail Legacy uh, podcast. Thank you for uh, having us up today. And we got Brody. How you doing, everybody? This is Brody. He missed out on the last time. He's ready to get going here. And we got his son, Lane. How's it going, Lane? Pretty good. How about you? I'm glad to be up here for you guys. I'm doing pretty good. How about you, Cody? I'm doing great. I'm glad that we have in-studio. It's so much funner when you can like see the stories in people's faces instead of just hearing them all over a phone. Yeah. Phone calls are cool because you can reach out to different states, but when you're in studio, it's cool because then you get the... You get the, all the details after the podcast. <laughs> or, the, or the half hour we just talked yeah, about. Yeah, or the half hour we just talked about. <laughs> but well, you we wasn't, you wasn't live. Yeah, we wasn't live. So. <laughs> That's when all the good stuff happens. But if you want to hear yeah. all that good stuff, it's on YouTube. Yeah, it's on YouTube. So uh, Getting started. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. We're going to get right into it. Uh, we put feelers out, and like the main question a lot of people want to know is they want to know the mission behind your guys' team. What you know? What's your goal that you want, what's your main driving force for Buck 5 Outdoors? Uh, our main our, our main goal is that um, I, I've got five boys total, and um, my two oldest one are out on their own, and my oldest one likes to hunt. The second oldest one, he's not much of a hunter. But uh, I got three younger boys that I, with my wife that I'm married to now, so I'm I've always been big into hunting. Um, I, I was raised by a single parent with my mom, and I always had uh, uh, my mom's uncle and my grandpa always taking me out coon hunting, fishing, hunting, and whatever. So I never really had that kind of father figure, you know, to uh, uh, except for those two, you know, my uncle and my grandma. So I just want that experience with my boys that I didn't really get to have to to show them the things that I know how to do and, and things that's been taught to me so I can teach them so they can teach it to their to their young ones when they get older. Yeah, I think it's it's cool that you guys are doing that because you're not only teaching him, but when you put a video out, you're also teaching everybody that watches. Mm-hmm. That's why we wanted to have you guys on because I dig your guys' message because it's more than, you know, we're just a hunting team. We're a hunting team with a mission to get people it's, it's about family is what we're trying to trying to uh to get out there it's you know it's it's getting out there with your family and with if, if it's your grandson or your your granddaughter or your daughter or son whatever it's just getting out and having a good time and and showing um showing them just that you know how they can provide for themselves and for their own family when they get older you know, and that plays right into exactly 
why we went with Whitetail Legacy because the legacy part is Cody and I wanted to get our kids into hunting in the outdoors. You know, not just hunting, but fishing, camping, hiking, do, just being outside. Well, it's, it's you know, it's 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 a great opportunity. Like me, you know, I, I had two daughters and I got my 11-year-old grandson that he's just, I've got him hooked, but I've, I was taking him out turkey hunting and deer hunting when he was like five and six years old. You know, just going out and sitting in the woods. And I remember he he was really gung-ho about going out, especially turkey hunting. And he'd spend the night, and we'd go out there, and, you know, we'd get out there so early, and he'd lay there and fall asleep. You know, we'd be leaning up against a tree, and he's sleeping. Oh, yeah. Sure. But, but he's he's excited. I mean, and he's only 11 now. And, of course, last last fall, he got his first uh, uh, bow kill in. He shot himself a real nice 10-pointer. But, you know, he's he's just all excited. And it's it's good the opportunity to just sit out there with, like I said, my grandson or your son or daughter or, or whatever, and it's peaceful and it's quiet and you know it's just you just watch nature and you get to listen to them and talk to them and get them away from the cell phones and get them away from the ipads and yeah. the, the little tv shows that constantly um so it's you know it's that's one thing that i like seeing is is getting them away from so much of that other stuff and just getting them out there in the outdoors and letting them enjoy it he was i'll tell you a little story when he was about four years old he wanted to go hunting with me and my wife was like why are you gonna get him up in the tree stand i was like ah, i'll get him up there in the tree stand it ain't a big deal so i had him climb up on my back and wrap his arms around my neck and wrap his legs around and i tell him and i'm carrying my bow my backpack and everything up there too and i was like hang on and i said we're gonna go <laughs> we get about up there and he goes i'm gonna fall i'm gonna fall i was like no just hang on tight just hang on tight we're almost there we get up there and we're in that tree stand no more in five, ten minutes, and he's over. <laughs> <laughs> he's asleep. That's one good thing about kids. They can fall asleep anywhere. Oh, yeah. I can't. I got to have a nice soft bed to fall asleep <laughs> in. So. But you kind of got, you kind of went over something there I wanted to ask, but we got, we got, I got a, a two-and-a-half-year-old, and you got a almost two-year-old, right? Yeah. Yeah, so, so we wanted to know what, what age did you start taking them out, you know, and, and then – not just taking them out but what age did you give them a crossbow and stuff like that because that's stuff another reason we started this podcast is we wanted to learn more than we could just from the people around here to be able to pass that on to our kids because if we get to talk to a hundred people from all over the the knowledge we get from this is one of the coolest things and the connections but well i mean i don't know about steve but with me um i've We've always had guns and and have always had bows in in my house when I was growing up, and that's the same way with any of my boys. Um, I there's always gun. I mean, you can go just about any room in my house, and there's a gun, a bow, or something somewhere in in sight. So they all know about that, and they all know that you know at a very young age, even when they started walking, that that's not allowed for them to touch now he's getting a little older so i'm a little more lenient with him now about what he can use and and how he uses it um it's it's just the way i was brought up and it's just uh and that's how i want to bring my boys up because just here not too long ago i went out and bought a new ar-15 and i left it out on the kitchen table and got home from work and went upstairs went to bed didn't even think about putting it up i just left it out on the table not none of them boys came home even touched it 
they probably looked at it but yeah. didn't even touch it didn't even ask me about it when i got up from my nap about hey i see you got a new gun or not i mean because it's not it's nothing new to them mm-hmm. you know it's just what's and, a nap i need to get into that <laughs> <laughs> yeah. nap. wait till we don't have toddlers well, you know and, and with my grandson cole um you know i turn around and I was always taking him out to the farm doing this, and I planted a fruit farm. And he, I mean, I had him out to the farm when he was two and three years old, helping me plant trees and doing this mm-hmm. and doing that. But, you know, when he was like five and six years old, you know, I was binding them little kids' bows that shot like darts, mm-hmm. you know. I yeah. mean, and they had little, little suction little, darts. Yeah, <laughs> and that's what they were, the little suction darts. And they were like a little recurve bow and that's what he started practicing with and stuff like that you know i mean so i got him interested in it at a really young age to where this last year was the first time that i i went out and got him a nice compound bow a youth compound bow uh unfortunately he didn't get a chance to really uh use it this last fall so he did use a crossbow he yeah. used my crossbow i hunt with a 10 a 10 point crossbow that i've had for quite a few years and and that's what he shot his deer with since they passed that law uh, but now I got his bow all set up and took it to Griswold's archery and Terry's worked on it and got it all set up for him, got a sight and, and, uh, you know, and he's all excited, but he, he wants to shoot all the time. That's good. Yeah. That's good. That's a good idea to get the kid bows. Cause that's, you're, it's basically the same thing, but on a greater scale. So I need, I need to get one of those for my two year old. Two questions for you, Steve. Um, what was the youth bow that you bought and do you know the age for, um, the use to use a crossbow because I believe if you're like a really little kid you can use a crossbow before they pass the law um, I was wondering if you knew that uh, as far as the age as using a crossbow I really don't know because I've always had one because I was disabled with both shoulders so I've been hunting one for one probably anywhere somewhere between 12 and 15 years old um, but I know that they have passed that law that, you know, mm-hmm. uh, youth can Anybody. use those now. As long yeah. as it's 21 pounds. 21 pounds, okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so, yeah, so that was, and then the, the little bear, the bow that I bought him, I think it's a little bear bow, I think. Yeah. Uh, is what I ended up getting him. So uh, we had a question. Uh, how does he, how does he shoot the full-size crossbow? Does he do all right with that? Because we had a question, um, with Justin from Mississippi, he wanted to know, he wants to buy his kid. Uh, maybe a youth crossbow but then i said well if you buy him a full-size one then you can use it so we're you know i wonder how he could shoot that well yes and you can i mean i made my grandson uh he was always interested in in the crossbow um but he always wanted a compound bow he always wanted his own bow to hunt with and i just get him in the backyard and put him in a chair but mine has a, a little monopod that folds down underneath and i would just set it uh, put the monopod and, and set the target out there about 10 yards until he got comfortable. Then I'd move the target back a little farther. Um, but yeah, it, it mine had that monopod to it that it just held the, held it right there for him. Nice. And so, and it's an adult of adult bow adult or bow. crossbow. So he could so, shoot it fine with that so, monopod yep, with so, the weight yep, and everything. Yep. Nice. So he could shoot it just fine with it. So, so there you go, Justin. All, he get, just gets it all tucked in there, and it's yeah. You don't have to get his other. Get you a full size one, man. Then you can start dropping some one twenties in Mississippi. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um. Well. Go ahead. Uh, go ahead. Okay. Well, we've talked to Steve and Brody about what their mission is to get their kids involved, but I want to ask Lane. Lane, is this something that like you feel is forced upon you? Or do you, is this something that you actually want to do? This is something that I actually really want to do. 
uh, it, it'll help me out in uh, life, more like help my kids out in the future too, like get them into hunting and figure out what they want to do, f like for like uh, job-wise, and then they can continue on the company for Buck Five Outdoors, stuff like that. That's awesome. Cool, man. Yeah, yeah, I was say, because I don't want it to seem like I'm pushing the outdoors onto, you know, my son. And, you I'm know, probably going to push if, it a little. If he don't, if he don't <laughs> even want to be doing it, yeah. you know. Yeah, but, I'm probably going to push it Yeah, I'm, yeah like, I'm pushing No, we're going outside. <laughs> we're going outside. But, yeah. But it's also, it, it's not all, it's not always, um, uh, us, uh, I mean, we want to get our kids out there, but we're all, our, our show that we're doing is also to let people know that because I got a big family, it doesn't take a lot of money to get kids interested in hunting. Just like his bow that he shoots right now, yeah, I can't remember the name of it, but I bought it from Farm King and only paid like 150 bucks for the bow, and he's already killed three deer with it. And he's only had it three years, yeah. And it's just, it's there's a lot of things out there that you can do, and that's another thing that we're showing people is that it doesn't take a lot of money. To get out there and hunt it doesn't take a lot of a lot of money to get them interested and get and to buy them things to get them hunting it doesn't yeah. and then the i mean you shot two does you brought a lot of meat to the table for the family that mm -hmm. made that 150 bucks up and and beef burger real quick so he sounds like he needs to hunt with you and shoot you a couple <laughs> does <so. laughs> Man, i'm always safe. just dropping bombs on people so yeah okay let's see let's get into the next question Lane, let's let's uh let's go back to you. Uh, what do you love about hunting, man? Is it just is it just being out there with your parents, or is it is it the actual you know harvesting of animals, or what? What's your just favorite thing about it? Um, I think it's actually both. Like that general, just seeing the deer walk up and then knowing that you're gonna get a chance to each, actually shoot at it, and being out there with your family and like, just I don't know, it's just a good good feeling. Somebody told this kid what to say. Yeah. <laughs> no, no I, I remember, like, when I was your age and a doe would come in, I would be, like, the whole stand would be shaking, the tree would be shaking, and then I've lost that, which is sad, you know, because I've, you know, I've, I've harvested and killed so many deer, but you're at that point where a doe that you possibly could shoot is just jacking you up, and I need to get back to that point where if, a, if like, I see a forked horn, that was a great hunt, you know, instead of... I didn't see my target buck for 75 hunts. You know, this is terrible. So I what? still get that way when I'm sitting in the stand with him. Oh, yeah. when he shot his second one, and I'm and I'm, I'm usually pretty calm, but when after, I mean, I felt a little bit of a drilling rush when he shot that second one last year, but then after he shot it and I seen that it was a good shot, then I really started like, oh, yeah shaking. It, it hit you that he just got it done. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't imagine. The camera that. shows it. Oh, yeah, yeah. the camera shows it. That's cool. It's cool that your guys are putting stuff out that's real too. You're not you're not putting a front on because there's a lot of people that we talk about on here if, that record hunting and then you can tell if they're putting on a show like the first ten seconds of the the hunt you can tell and like you guys are real. You know you put that video out about about Chad's first first hunt, which I thought was cool because some guy can relate to that and say, well he if he can do it very first time. Then not, why can't I do that? Oh, you're you know talking I mean? about JJ? Oh, yeah, yeah JJ. JJ. Yeah. JJ. JJ. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Oh, it yeah. was it was so funny. Y'all were making me dizzy in the video. <laughs> yeah. I, I was I was trying to get good footage, and I was trying to get thing, and we had a, a, a camera arm that was left up there, and I thought I had pushed it back far enough. It, it 
and it, evidently I didn't get it pushed back far enough. So on his first shot, his arrow actually hit that camera arm, and oh, you can man. see you can see it in the video. You can see sparks go, <laughs> and I and I looked at him. I was like, well, that's the way it is. You know, that's why it's called hunting. You know, and then I I I got that buck to come back. So we got a second shot at it, and you could I wanted so bad because I was using the tact cam on his bow. And I wanted to use that footage from that tacticam that was on his bow so bad, but I could not get it to play right, or I couldn't get it to edit right to where I wanted it to be and what I wanted it to look like. He was shaking so bad. I mean, it was, the picture was blurry the whole time. <laughs> and it was awesome. like, and I was laughing, and I was, I called him up. And I was like, dude, you got to come over and look at this video. <laughs> he was jacked up. But, yeah, I like that you guys put that out because that's just like with the kids. Some guy that's thinking about getting into hunting. Because we, we, I had a guy come up to me the other day and say, I'm thinking about getting into hunting, you know, and, and he wanted some pointers, and I, you know, I gave him my best ability. I'm not professional, and I can remember when I first started. I started with a 70 pound dart and bow that I could barely draw back, you know. Yeah. And it was probably like a 50 dollar one I bought at a pawn shop or something, you know. <laughs> the, I mean, it, the best scenario that I can tell anybody when they're first starting out with with bow hunting, you want to shoot in every possible position that you can that you can setting down standing up at a twist bending over i mean everything because that day that i took jj out that was one of my biggest mistakes that i didn't have him do is have him sit down in a chair on flat ground and shoot because when he shot at that first doe the first time if you look at the video the the cam on the bottom of his his boat was rested right on his leg oh really? so i think that contributed yeah. to a little bit of what his miss was and i should that that was I, i'll take blame for that i should have had him a little more prepared of shooting of shooting in a prone or a sitting position so hey it's it's what it's it, it learning is what it is. You know what yeah. i mean and then just like we talk about on here adding the filming element adding two guys in the tree kind of you know trying to communicate and I mean, I can't afford those. I looked at one the other day where you can talk to the hunter through the camera, you know, with the with the ear mics, so you guys aren't trying to talk and they can hear it. I'm like, I can't afford that, you know. Yeah, so at this right. point, we're we're like, you know, you're trying to communicate without spooking game and trying to get it all on film. And with the first time hunter, I mean, that's super challenging because I remember, I think I missed three, for sure three deer before I end up connected one with a bow because I like I said, I just get. A doe at a hundred yards. I'm shaking, you know. I'm just so jacked. But over yeah, time, you know. I, I don't know about J. Joe. I, I just think J.J., if everything was still perfect, I think he would have missed. I tell you what, if, if he would have hit that deer, that buck, and it was a small buck. It was like a little four-pointer, a little six-pointer. If he had hit, he probably would have shook himself right out of that tree. That's so cool, though. That's what hunting, that's but, why we want this podcast, because those stories, we wanted to go back to that. You, you know, some people are like, "Oh, you know, don't don't shoot it unless it's a 130." But you're letting them shoot a forked horn off your ground, which is so cool. You gotta start how, somewhere. Yeah, you I can't mean, just like you. You you started with a stud, and now he's stuck on a stud, and he didn't have those twenty small bucks like I did. You know, so yeah. not that I'm a better hunter, but I've just had more experience. So when the confidence when a big deer comes in, you know, I've done it you know thirty times when he's done it four or five times. You know, so there's a difference. And, and hunting, and like you said, if you start on forked horns, then you're not 
if you see a fork at horn, you're jacked. You know, you, you're not you're not always trying to. I'm looking yeah. around the studio well, you know, here. I'm <laughs> trying to find these 30 deer on the wall. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I, I remember the very first time that I actually, my first deer that I ever harvested, and it was with the recurve bow. You know, and I probably couldn't have been about 16 or 17 years old. And then, you know, I'm talking 40, 45 years ago. Uh, and I was on the ground. And I was as happy as a lark, man. I shot this, I shot this doe, and it was, I didn't know. I was happy. I, I was nervous. He was so little, I probably carried him 300 yards on my shoulder and carried my bow. I think any you know, but any I was, deer with a recurve is a trophy. But it eyes. was I was so I, my I first was one with a recurve. I was so excited I got a deer. Heck yeah! It, it, to me, it didn't make a difference how big it was, how small it was. I just it was it was challenging, you know. Yeah, I, when I was living at home, it didn't matter if it had horns or not. It's it was the way of living for us. Is it was meat on the table. But not only, and I try to in, in, incorporate that with my boys too. It's like, it's not all about this. You can't yeah. eat this, but what else they got to provide? That you can eat that. Yeah. Oh yeah. But we don't we don't buy any beef in my house unless it's steaks. I yeah, try to take at least four to five deer a year, yeah. and I usually take one and get processed to get salami and stuff made, just mm-hmm. because I don't. You got so many boys, man. You got to. You got a well, Boy Scout yeah, pack right. in there. Yeah, you got to yeah. feed. <laughs> well, and you then, know, and, and not only that, we I mean, we we, did, we take the take them fishing, mm-hmm. take yeah. them frogging, and they oh, do yeah. hand fishing. I haven't done no hand fishing. I don't know if I'm really up to putting my hands up, up in the holes. I'm take him next year. Um, but turkey hunting, you know, just just to get all these kids out there and enjoy that outdoor. Actually, I took my brother, and he's uh, 63, or I don't know, maybe he might be 64 now. Uh, so. Brody had to work, so I said, come on, Ron. I said, I need a cameraman. <laughs> he says, okay. Well, that's the first time he's ever been in the woods turkey hunting. Wow. You know, during the springtime. He's probably hooked, wasn't and, he? <laughs> well, I don't know. I've tried to talk him into getting a, a turkey tag every year for like the last five or six years. I said, you got to come try this. You got to come try it. But he, I don't know. He's He just finally retired about a year and a half ago, so... I think maybe next year I'll bet I'll get him a tag. There you go. Uh, so he got kind of hooked, but he was he was running the camera today and for me and stuff. And we had all these uh, toms. We just got at the got at the birds or our decoys all set up. And I bet we went in the stand or in the blind fifteen minutes, and they started gobbling. He goes, man. He goes, they ain't very far away. I said, no, they're not. Well, we ended up having about ten or twelve birds fly down out in the field, but. They just couldn't get them quite to come in right. Yeah. You know, they, they hung up out there about 60 yards, and just a little bit too far out of range. Uh, but, oh, he was excited. And, oh, yeah. uh, and then they kind of were up on the hillside, and and uh, he got on his phone early. because I better shut my phone off. I said, okay. And then we're sitting there, and then all of a sudden it goes, woohoo! You got a text message, and then I go, and then I go, woohoo! There goes the turkeys. <laughs> so he didn't get his phone shut off. It's what he didn't do. But but just getting, no matter what age they really are. Like I said, that's the first time for my brother, and he's sixty four or sixty three, one of the two. Uh, just to get, he got excited out there. He got excited running the camera for me and everything and and stuff. So I mean, it was he had fun. So. Yeah, it's just like Johnny C. He deer hunted all the time. He, he's just getting back into bow hunting. Then he went turkey hunting last year, and now he went out, bought brand new Dave Smiths, all new camo. He's at hundred percent hooked. Got three three weeks of tags. He's he's ready to go. And he's like, man, I missed out on thirty years of turkey hunting because no one ever took him. He was a deer hunter, but he never connected. 
to say, well, I'm going to get a turkey tag, and he's got he's got properties with turkeys on it, but he never made that connection, and then a guy took him, like you guys are doing, and he's automatically hooked. He's like, I missed out on 30 years where I could have been chasing birds. So. Oh, yeah. We're going to... I want to get into what you guys are most excited for about next season with Buck 5 Outdoors. I want to get one from each of you, and then I want to get one from Lane, what he's most excited about for the season. He will start first. Yeah, I'll start first. Well, one thing I'm really excited about is is my grandson. Uh, Because like I said, I know uh, he's really gotten hooked on wanting to target practice and shoot a lot. And, uh, you know, we just, we, we just started, we just picked up Luminock for uh, uh, pro staff for them. I got him Luminock arrows and he's out there, he's out there shooting his bow in the dark. I said, you can't even see the target, <laughs> yeah, but he's out there shooting his bow and, you know, it's in the dark. And I thought, he goes, yeah, yeah, look at this grandpa. Look how well these, these uh, arrows light up, you know? So I'm really excited for him to, to learn and practice and get excited and and I think he kind of wants to kind of like be like Lane because Lane's gotten old enough he's been hunting enough it's nothing for Lane just to leave house and walk and take off and go climb up in his tree stand by himself and my grandson he's getting real excited now he goes grandpa because I think I could hunt by myself now but I'm still a little leery. Yeah. He's, he's a little young I mean he's, this of... is his first year but yeah. I, I said well you need to hunt with grandpa because and, yeah, you uh, want him to hunt with him anyway. But right? I'm just getting excited just for him, you know. Um, and then, uh, like I said, just uh, I enjoy watching him more than I do probably me hunting. I mean, although I do like to get out there and hunt and harvest harvest some few deer to put in the freezer. Um, but just watching him just get excited and fall asleep, and then I take pictures of him and put it on Facebook <laughs> yeah. and Heck send yeah. it to his mom and <laughs> and stuff like that. Yeah. Those are memories that he'll have forever, though, you know what I mean? Memories of hunting with you and then you teaching him and those funny pictures. Like, no one in my family hunted. So if I would have had someone like you, you guys, teaching me, I'd have like 6160s on the wall right now because I would know what I was doing for the first 15 years I was bow hunting instead of being like, why did that deer just blow at me for the first three years? Because I had no idea, you know? So it takes guys like that, but... Let's go into you, Brody. What are you most excited about? Well, um, to me, it's like I said, I got um, two more young ones, uh, with seven and six, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, McKinnon, he's the uh, middle one, and he's already uh, hounding me about wanting to go bow hunting. So they've changed the uh, to where anybody can use the crossbow. So I think, uh, I mean, I got a youth Hoyt that that. I've got set up that I think I'm going to try to let him use that, which they've changed the poundage on that on 21 pounds. So I think he might be able to pull that back. We'll see what it what he can do. But if not, I think I'm going to go ahead and uh, maybe get him set up and get him out there and uh, and uh, get him using the crossbow this year, hunt with a crossbow. I'm probably not going to be able to do a lot of hunting because I'll be filming him, filming him, filming McKinnon, and then my wife hunts too, so I'm going to be – that's cool. Switching off, you know, with uh, filming her stuff. So We talk um, about this on the podcast, how, like, you go through hunter stages where you want to be, you know, you want to shoot a deer, then you want to shoot a lot of deer, then you want to shoot a big deer, and then you get to, like, the sportsman stage, and I think that's where you guys are at. And I think I'm going to get there before I know with my kid. You get to where you're hunting for other people, you're filming for other people instead of out there for more – you know, for like for me, I go out there for myself. You know, like you guys are doing it for a way bigger reason, which is it's kind of almost like a cha- it's a challenge too to 
to watch your young ones grow and show and showing them the things that you know and then watching them progress in it and succeed yeah and to me that's a challenge that's super cool have you have you been telling them anything lane have you been like oh that that the reason that deer walked away is because you did this (laughs) (laughs) i know my boys would be like you moved man that's why that turkey's gone i can see it now he's gonna be calling me out (laughs) what are you most excited for lane um, like my dad said, McKinnon's going to be hunting pretty soon, and I kind of want to hunt with him, and like, what, what, let him see me shoot a deer, and then be like, wow, my brother did that, like, yeah. let him see what I can do, and then him do the same thing. It's cool that you can teach him too, because you've got knowledge from your dad, and you can pass it on down to him, and then, you know, when, when you're able to go out in just a few years by, you know, by yourself, you might be able to take him, you know, and then when he gets a little older, and then you guys can hunt together. And then maybe one can film for each other. So you guys yeah. got a, you know, uh, a good thing going there. I, I need. That's what I want to do. I'm just gonna make my kid when he's like six. He's just gonna have to run a camera. <laughs> <laughs> you think I can teach him? He'll be like six oh, yeah. years old, and I'll be like, "This is how you do it." He's he's gonna yeah. He three. plays with this tablet like yeah. like a champ right now. Right, so right. he can. Well, it out. you know, and really you can because you know that Cole. He I took him out for the youth turkey season. Of course, he's in sports a lot. And, of course, we didn't have any luck. We had turkeys around the area, but we just couldn't get them pulled in. And then he goes, well, Grandpa, when you're going hunting, he goes, you just let me know. He goes, if I ain't, if he ain't one of his sports game, he goes, I'll go. He goes, he goes, I'll, I'll, he goes, I'll run the camera for you. That's you know, 11 cool. years old. And that's, and yeah. so now it's a different aspect. He's not the hunting, but now he wants to film me do hunting, cool. turkey hunting. And that's what he said. He goes, oh, I'll run the camera. He goes, I'll get filmed. He goes, I know how to do it. Because he's always using his phone for doing little mm-hmm. short videos, and the bigger camera is not that much different than yeah. pointing. And if they can run an iPhone, they could run my camera. I mean, so <laughs> you know, now simple. he's kind of excited about wanting to go out and film. Yeah, people are asking me like, oh, "I'm going to switch over to a DSL." I'm like, "No, DSLR." I'm like, "Nope, I just want open click. That's my brain waves. Is what I can comprehend. I don't need 75 lenses and stuff like that. That's too complex for me." But Maybe later on when I understand it a little better. But you got a question for him? I, nope. You're stewing. No, nope, I ain't got nothing. No. I was just I was just sitting here thinking about like Aiden and Rainer are gonna be like 13 years old putting out film that we're putting out now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. So. You know, I, I think one of the things that we're, we're really interested in is Brody and I is you know we're getting up there. You know, I'm gonna get ready and retire, and you know, several years down the road, Brody will. But getting our kids out there. At an early age and learning all this stuff, by the time we're they become have somebody keep bringing in meat for us. Well, that's what I'm saying. By the time <laughs> they become young men and out on their own, they're they're already going to have a lot of knowledge of the outdoors. Yeah, exactly. and they're already going to be out there doing all this stuff. And then you're going to be like, "Yeah, bring me half a turkey breast and you know a half dozen morels." Yeah. When you come see me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so I mean, that's one thing that's nice and is exciting is, and you know, eventually, you know, let the boys take over the buck five. We'll sit back and. Yeah, and watch and watch and And tell them what mistakes they're doing wrong. Yeah, yeah, that happened to us. Yeah, just keep at it. Yeah, Yeah. it'll be all right. That happened to me ten times. um, I want to get into the story of your Miss Buck opportunity with you and your dad hunting in that double set. Either Lane can tell it or Brody, you can help him out. I let I let Lane. So I so. Pretty much, we he we got, don't, he don't look very pumped up to tell us. <laughs> That's just the way he is. Just, unless you get him out hunting, then it's like 
Hey man, I've messed up on a lot of deer, so I messed up on big deer too. So it's it's just well, part of it. But it was one of those things he didn't get the opportunity to shoot that buck, so that he shot the doe. There you yeah. go. That's the best. You made you made you made a lemon out of, lemonade out of lemons, right? All right, go ahead with the story. <laughs> My analogies suck. <laughs> so pretty much, Steve got this new land up in um where was that at? It was down south on the yeah. family farm. On uh, family farm, yeah. So. We are going up there for the first time because he's hunted there a couple times and seen some nice bucks out of the stand that he shot his buck out of, Steve. And, well, I went up there for the first night, and then we were sitting there, and we had a couple two does come up. And it was the night that uh, his uh, grandson shot his buck, too. And they went out again with us the same night. And they, they, they uh, he, Cole shot one, one doe. He came, those two came, uh, two does came in, and... We seen the buck coming down. He was he was down at the bottom of the like down in this like lake bottom area, and my dad uh, grunted him in, came up from behind, and he was behind the tree the whole time. Just he'd stand there and try to smell us the whole time. Couldn't get anything. But like before we going to get in the stand, my dad was like, "I'm gonna put you in that top stand." I was like, "All right, I'm gonna go up there." We get there to the stand. I got my bow hooked up. He goes, "I'm gonna sit in the top stand. I don't know why. I'm just gonna sit there." <laughs> And that buck ended up coming around that tree and could never get a shot at him. So that your stand was on the buck side and you were on the mm-hmm. opposite side. Yeah, I mean it, we for a good forty-five minutes we sat there and watched this buck and it's a nice buck, you know, one thirties, one forties. Wow. And it's just there and it's just like <laughs> and I can, I, you can hear me in the video going, "Can you get a shot? No, can't. Tree's in the way." I'm like, well, let me move a little more, and he move a little more, and then I. I whispered down, can you get a shot? No, tree's in the way. <laughs> I'm like, I'm Give me your bow. <laughs> I'm thinking, oh. I was like, I knew I should have put him in that, in the, in that top stand. And then we just, we just had to let him, let him walk. And then we watched him walk away. And then 10, 15 minutes yeah. after he walked away, and then that, that big mature in. come in. And then I seen him grab his bow, and I asked him, I said, what are you doing? And he said, well, she gives me an opportunity. I'm going to take her. And I'm like, it's your hunt. <laughs> Heck yeah, man. Calling the shots up there. Yeah, but how many times does that happen, though? Like, you say you're going to do something, then you kind of psych yourself out, yep. and you yep. don't do it, and then you should have done it. Yep. Yeah. I did that this year. I was like, I'm going to crash in there. I'm going to go to that deep stand, get in it early. And then I get to that one that's 200 yards closer, and I'm like, well, it'll be less walk, and it'll be less noise. I'm just going to hunt here, and then all the buck actions down yep. there. I'm like, dang it. You know, you knew where to go, but then yep. you keep – that's the worst thing about hunting is, like, me, I'm calling, like, three buddies. Man, what should I do, you know? I was I, I was hung up on the turkeys today. I was like, I got to call someone and see what they would do. And, you know, that's the best thing about having hunting buddies is saying, I got this situation – what do you think I should do? You know what I mean? So I did that, and then they told me what they should do, and I didn't listen. We do, we, <laughs> we do that all the time. Yeah. We talk, converse about, you know, hunting and what stand we should hunt. And, and you know, because there might have been a night that I hunted the night before, and he wasn't able to hunt. And then the next day, I'm not able to hunt, but he, he's able to hunt. And then he, like, called me up, or I'll call him up, and, hey, where'd you see the movement at? Or, hey, yeah. what stand did you set in? And then... Kind of go off that. Yeah. That's the best thing about, you know, having people that you can trust and hunt with on the same property is you can, 
you got so many more eyes out there that is more than just a trail camera, you know, watching yeah. an area. You can get a good, really good detail idea of what the deer are doing, you know. And I'm, I'm a big believer in that, that where they they do the same thing within a week of, of the year, you know, especially when they get older. So I like if like Dallas, we have him on the podcast. I put him in my best stand like three years ago. I'm 400 yards away. I haven't seen a deer all morning. He sees 10 bucks. So I'm like, well, I'm going there this evening because I know, <laughs> I know what's going on up there, you know. And, and it's if I if he wouldn't have been there, you know, I never would have known that that stand was super yeah. hot, you know. So Let's see here, what you got next? I don't know. What do you got? You got anything? I, I need to set my phone to you not do, time you out. Do. I was, I'm just waiting. I'm tired of. Uh... Oh, we got to get into the snacks, man. We had a oh, question yeah. about what's the best snacks to keep stand, kids in the stand longer. I'm a big snack eater. I've already went over that in the podcast. I pack a lot of food because I like to stay a long time. But what's your be- what's your favorite snack, Lane? I'd say like gummies or something like that, oh, and yeah. we usually take those small Gatorades. Yeah. Beef jerky and stuff like that. I'm or a gummy man. I like them. Yeah. We got summer sausage from uh, from uh, previous deer we shot, and we take that with us too. We got well, we have a lot of summer sausage. We usually uh, bring in. What like a whole grocery sack full? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, like three or four of them. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta you gotta have food, especially if that's one good thing about hunting with a blind. I think that would be easier starting with a kid is hunting in a blind. I'm mm-hmm. sure you guys could touch on that because you can. I mean, you can move a lot more and you can eat in a blind, man. You can. You can pretty much pack a charcoal grill. And start <laughs> well, my grandson, a lot of times, and I don't know why, but one of his favorite things when he comes to the house. He's got to have popcorn. And a lot of times, if the wife knows he's going to hunt with me, she'll fix him a big old bag of popcorn. And it's a big old bag that's puffed out, and he's got to carry it out to the stand with him. Then he sits up there and he eats popcorn. Is it, how loud is popcorn? It's that's not really that not loud. Really loud? Yeah. But then he drops it out of the tree. Oh, yeah. Then I said, what are you feeding? Are you feeding the birds down there? Are you feeding the mice and stuff, or what? And you're missing your mouth. And, yeah. But He's ready to watch the show. Yeah. <laughs> Another good good thing is like I used to do with Lane when we I, when he first started hunting when he was using that youth Hoyt and we'd be uh we'd be in the stand and whatnot and there'd be a squirrel out there and I'd be like think you can hit that squirrel think you can hit that squirrel yeah I can hit that squirrel and I he'd shoot every arrow in his quiver. <laughs> <laughs> um, is there? How do you guys, how do you do in late season, Lane? Do you have any special clothes that you wear to stay warm out there to keep you in stand? Because I know I get, my toes, man, they're my weakness. My toes get so cold. This guy's a fair, fair weather hunter. <laughs> <laughs> it starts getting cold and it's hard to get him Yeah, out that was there. one of our questions from a listener. They wanted to know kind of, you know, what, what clothes to get them to keep them out there. Because I know when my wife started hunting, man, I had, I, had, I put her inside of a sleeping bag during shotgun season inside of a blind because she just and then i had i'd throw my buddy heater in there too and she'd take her boots off and put her feet on the buddy heater i'm like well now you're losing all your heat that was in your boots because they're getting cold so it's a never-ending battle but it's gonna be a rough walk back to the truck yeah <laughs> <laughs> so you're a fair weather header i don't i don't blame you there thanksgiving's man. the cutoff yeah thanksgiving, thanksgiving that's, it. <laughs> that's it you can get it done before then then oh, you're yeah. golden oh, you know yeah. what i mean yeah that's a good that's good what a is what you said you like hunting out of a tripod, right? That's yeah. your favorite stand. So we had a question about what you know what 
is a good stand to get a youth because I know a lot of people use like buddy stands and stuff. But we got a lot of stand. homemade stands. We got a lot of uh, wooden stands. What we call the the wooden stand up on top of the hill, and then we just built another one um, last year. And it's just basically a big platform, big wooded platform. And you want to we've made them big enough to where we can set comfortable, and we got rails on them. So like if they do want to get down on the bottom of it and take a little nap and you got to worry him falling out or whatnot. That's a good idea, so. yeah. And then we haul our recliner out there and put yeah. our recliner <laughs> in. The one is so big that yeah. but, it, but it works. Yeah, the yeah. one that I want to built last year, it is pretty big. That's nice. So that's a good idea. If well, you I know. see, yeah, in that video, I seen you and JJ up there doing ballet together trying to treat that <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, that, that's a good idea because I, I, I hunted out a lot of those stands when I was a kid and you always feel, you know, I've took a lot of naps in where you, if you do, you build it in a tree with a tree that's got mm-hmm. a nice lean to it. Yeah. And that put me like a little, where I knew I wasn't going to fall out board. And I just, <laughs> oh yeah. I lean right up there. I remember one story, I was dead asleep and some turkeys woke me up and they were right under the tree and I shot three arrows and missed three times at them turkeys killed, after they'd woke me up. So. I killed one of my biggest bucks after waking up from a nap. <laughs> Heck yeah. That's the best other way to do it. That's one thing I love about spring turkey season. You can get some real solid naps in about that nine o'clock hits, you know. And you're you're especially if you're with someone, you're like, yeah, you know, do a little light calling every now and then, see if they come in, wake me up, you know. You got that breeze hitting you with the sunshine. Like today, I was like, man, this is perfect. I could take a real good nap. And then I was like, you know what? I got till one, you know. And I was like, I'll just take a little nap. But I didn't do it. I was like, I know if I come home, I'm going to have a two-year-old running around. And I'm like, I can get a real solid 30-minute nap in out here. Yeah. Didn't, end up, didn't end up doing it. but The wife, she took a little nap today. Did she? Yeah, yeah you guys had it rough. so Yeah, it was bad. Uh, you said you get them involved in fishing. and you know, uh-huh. Do you guys do any anything else in the outdoors, like camping or anything like oh, yeah. that? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we go camping a lot. Um, uh, just got him... Uh, going on the hand fishing he uh, was it last year uh, no we didn't go last year ago. it was the year before uh got him out doing some noodling and caught his first catfish for his about three or four pounder got it all on video and whatnot nice. so he's uh he's aiming for the, one of the big boys this year Heck yeah yeah i've seen that video that was pretty cool they're hard to get a hold of sometimes the scene that you're trying to get a hold of them. i do some hand fishing i'm trying to get homie to go with me but he's wiener now. All right, if Lean's doing it, I'm, I'm, I'm hey, going to step up This 11-year-old hey, homie. Butt, man. Nah, <laughs> yeah. you, you watch them do it and let them do it, and you could, that's that's the way I would do it. His grandpa, when I first met his mama, his, gra- his grandpa used to tell me about him and I guess it was it, your dad. My dad. Used to go out and noodle turtles. Oh, really? Catch them with their hands. Oh, and he man. kept telling me, he's like, I was like, how do you noodle a turtle? Oh, you just fill down in the hole and catch them grab them and i'm like well you're gonna have to show me how to do that <laughs> i want to try i want to try it but uh yeah. not without somebody that knows what they're doing yeah, but. i'm out on that a big you know that 30 pounder i caught that was enough for me i couldn't imagine a snapper trying to wrangle him with claws and oh boy they I don't do know. it though they used to do it all Turtle the time man huh? style Oh yeah, live action, live action. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Lane, do you wanna do you wanna catch a you know a thirty forty pound cat or shoot a hundred forty inch buck? Um, <laughs> I think I'll take the buck. Yeah, take the buck. Take the buck. Yeah. yeah. 
It took me a long time to catch a 30 pounder, but it's partially my river that I fish. And it took me a long time, longer time to shoot a 140, so that's probably a good, <laughs> probably a good guess. But you got, you're not going to let any 110 8s walk, are you? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> perfect answer. Absolute perfect answer. That's the way that, that's the way, man, I would love hunting like that, but I'd be done like second time I was out. But if you don't hunt past Thanksgiving, right? I mean, that's a perfect way to hunt, man. Just tag out and be like, man, I'm tagged out. What, you got like three tags left? What's up, man? Well, the thing is, now he's got to go film. Yeah, now you got to film, yeah. Yep, so passing the buck, going to the filming. What do we got going Anything on? you guys want to cover? Yeah, I got to get back to my questions. I'm going to say Cody. Cody's, well, you know, Cody's here, the, the way our weather's been, you know, um, the morels are going to probably start popping here. Not this week, but probably the following week. We're supposed to get some warmer weather, and there'll be a lot of people out there. And believe me, I'll be out there, and my grandson will be out there. But I have never got him talked into or convince him on how good they are really to eat he really? won't eat them but oh, he likes it. going out and find them that's the best because then he's it's, not eating them. <laughs> that's the best mean, person there's, to there's take that many more for me <laughs> yeah. but he yeah. likes going but you know one thing i know here in the next couple of weeks uh, a lot of people are going to be out and it might make the turkey hunting a little bit tougher you don't have a lot of people out walking the woods it's mm-hmm. going to be a little bit harder to hunt and stuff so that'd be one good thing to point out if you do start mushroom hunting uh Make sure and check out the times on the state grounds just so everybody's safe because there is a, you know, you're not supposed to go out there till 2 o'clock on most state grounds to give time for the turkey hunters to get out there. We don't, you know, put that out there because that's something I didn't know for a long time. And then I was reading the rules and I'm like, man, you know, that makes sense. People are out there trying to call and, and you know, they're wielding shotguns around. So you're out there trampling through the woods. You get in between them and a bird and don't even know it like, like Jeff did on you, you know. Yeah. It happens. Yeah. I mean, actually, that's one thing. You always got to be safe. You know, you don't want accidents to happen. So, what do you get? You guys do you gun hunt too, or just just bow? I, I when I was uh, living in Missouri, um, I did a lot of gun hunting. Uh, I probably did more gun hunting than I did bow hunting than what I do now. Pro- I'm going to say probably in the last twenty twenty five years, I've bow hunted more i haven't shot a i haven't shot a deer with a gun in probably 20 years yeah we had a question for um what kind of shotgun to give for youth to use for youth. so i didn't know if lane did any shotgun hunting or anything yeah like he that. does he's got a youth uh, uh um a youth model mossberg yeah mossberg that's what i got yeah, I like that. It's got the interchangeable barrel from the shotgun yeah. to the slug gun. Yeah. You got a turkey gun for it, interchangeable barrel? Uh, turkey barrel? Yeah. yeah. Hey, actually, you got it. Yeah. I got it right now. Yeah, yeah. I got I got one of those. and That's my turkey gun I'd use. And my goose gun, I got a goose barrel. and Get limits. Yeah. <laughs> I, got a, I got a sticker on it that says, I get limits, bro. <laughs> Just, that, that's the one thing. I, 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 I like to do all kinds of hunting. And I'm not much of a duck hunter, and I can't call worth a, with a hoot with a with a call. But I got buddies that duck hunt, and they're always calling me, "Hey, let's go to the duck blind." And I'm always like, uh, "I'd rather go to this deer stand." Yeah, that's like <laughs> me. Just, I got I got I just went and bought a, two dozen Bigfoots, and I was like, oh, "I'm gonna," you know, I got layouts, calls. I'm like, "I'm gonna get into it." And then prime goose season is prime deer season. I'm like. 
I can't do it. You know, and it seems like people were either they love goose hunting or they love deer hunting. Now, I got to say, the best time I ever had uh, duck hunting is when I went with uh, some buddies of mine to Arkansas and hunted flooded timber. And I want to tell you what, I had the best time duck hunting flooded timber i've heard a lot of people talk about flooded timber oh, I, know, was, I know a lot of guys want to go do it so it's got to there's got to be something to it that it was we don't awesome get to experience being in amongst here. all those um what they got what they call them trees um cypress yeah or, the cypress yeah. trees and then because you just basically hunt holes is what it is and just watching them birds circle like that you know above yeah, them tree lines and right then in. just dive right in wow. it was awesome yeah, I want. I would like. I think I would like goose hunting. Yeah, but I can't get out of the deer stand. I know. We're what we. One of our goals for next goose season is is we want to go out. I got layouts, and we want to send a veteran through a goose because I'm tired of the ge- the geese landing like sixty yards, yeah. and I'm like I can't shoot that far. But with a bow, lights out. And then I was telling him, I'm like, if you if you pack six arrows and you shot a goose on the ground with an arrow, I don't think the other ones would take off. So then you could just keep plucking them until they fly away. You might be able to get your, you to get your limit in one little, you know, four pack. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, so that's something we're going to try. Never thought of that. That's way, way, I don't even, you know, people, people don't think of that. But that's something we want to try is just send, send some arrows through some geese and see what happens. I yeah. seen seen a, a Heartland bow hunter did it out of a ground blind, and uh, that's kind of where I got I the think, idea. Oh, oh, it was Tim Wells did that, didn't? Yeah, he shoots yeah. out of the air though. That's oh, next yeah. level. Well, stuff. you know, when I was sitting there this morning, and I couldn't get that one turkey, and he was out there about sixty yards, and he wouldn't. And you know, I'm pretty comfortable about forty, forty-five yards in between there with my shotgun. And I thought, you know, if I had my crossbow, yeah, at that sixty yards, I think I would probably pull the trigger on it. Yeah. That's one thing I think crossbows are good for is getting, you know, you can get youth out there and people mm-hmm. that are injured and you can get a little bit more distance on a turkey with a crossbow. And like I said, they, their crossbows are so quick now, they're not going to hear it coming. They're not, you know, so. I was going to say something, but I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we're, we're, we're getting out about 50 minutes here with that without an intro, so go ahead and cut it off. You got anything else you guys want to just say? Just shut it off. Yeah, just cut her down. <laughs> shut her down. You guys got well, anything else you want to say to the listeners? Well, just to this, people just, uh, if they get in there and watch our YouTube and watch Buck, Buck 5 Outdoors, um, you know, the more important thing, get your get your family out there, get them involved in the outdoors, get your kids, get, if it's your grandkids, it's your daughter or whatever, just start getting them out in the outdoors. Just taking them for walks and stuff. Just get them interested in the outdoors. Yeah. Um, go ahead and hit important. them with your YouTube and Instagram and Facebook so that where they can find uh, you. At. We don't really have an Instagram. Uh, the Instagram is just uh, my personal Instagram. It's Brody8181, and I usually post everything from our Buck 5 onto that. And then uh, Twitter is... Um, Br Grice RN is same thing. We don't have Twitter, man. Still trying to figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, YouTube, it's uh, just all you gotta do is just plug in Buck Five Outdoors um, B Five with the five in it. And just uh, you can look at look it up on that way. And also you can go to Camel Crusades and check us out on there on the online. Yeah, there. What, let's talk about Camel Crusades a little bit. That's something that I seen you guys posting that. I didn't know about what. What is that? It's a it's a new platform that we took on this year. Uh, we uh, we were supposed to be on uh, on uh, the Hunt Channel, and that f- kind of fell through. And then we went to another one. We was going to try to do that. That kind of fell through. And then I got a hold of Jody Blackwelder, 
and uh, got to talking to him because he um, he has an online TV show, and that's pretty much where kind of where everybody's going to now mm-hmm. is online streaming and whatnot. Yeah. And we were going to do the the actual TV show with um, Gen Seven Outdoors TV, but we just couldn't come up with the 12 episodes that we needed so he came up with another uh deal which is another platform which is called camel crusades and um he pitched it to me and i was like hey uh that sounds like something we could do we're still on the internet we're still getting our show out there we're still getting our stuff we're still getting our views and um uh the views that he wants and we can do anywhere from a, a, a segment we can go in there and we can like this right here i can go in there and i can and i can post it into the camel crusades or uh, if we want a product review that we're going to be doing like with luminoc or scent crush or something like that we can do something like that and put it on there it's just whatever we want to do we can post it on that camel crusades through gen 7 outdoors i see so you find that is 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 that a website then is that that's through Uh uh-huh it's uh gen 7 outdoors gen 7 outdoors dot com okay all right and then yeah. you go on there and you know he has like several different platforms you can go on there. and oh, then okay. when you go into the gen 7 outdoors and then you can go right to the camel crusades and right. it'll come up uh tv shows and so it's just a different outlet than just youtube yes something like that. yes That's yeah, good. yeah and one thing nice uh, was really nice about it because you know it's we've been doing this for about two and a half three years and you know it takes time to grow and to build we, up an audience. To build up an audience, and it was hard, and it, it takes a lot of time and a lot of dedication. With both of us being working families, uh, it was just hard to get a lot of that video and and, and everything done. And th- but this gives us this Camel Crusade gives us that opportunity yeah. to say, hey, we could put a fifteen minute hunt on there, or we could do a ten minute hunt. You know, mm-hmm. we we didn't we wasn't limited to what we could put on there. If, if right. we had one that was twenty six or twenty eight minutes, we could do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but it was so it, it fit us the best, uh, right? Is what it did price wise because everything that we're doing with uh, Buck Five Outdoors is com- comes out of our pocket. Yeah, we don't have any paid sponsors. We don't have anything. The only thing we have is just pro st- people that we pro staff for. Yeah, and uh, it's just and when I got the numbers and was trying to crunch the numbers on the Hunt Channel and then especially with gen 7 outdoors original tv show it's like we could come up with the money for that and that was reasonable but we just couldn't come up with the 12 episodes yeah 12 episodes is a lot and that's something i want to say i just started it but filming and then putting it all together and editing and then putting it out it takes a lot of time to it do does that. i mean like i i just put out a hunt and it you know it took me an hour and a half to to edit to what i like and I didn't get very many shots, you know, and it's like a three minute video, <laughs> yeah. you know, cause it just takes a lot of time to do that stuff. And then uploading my, my internet speed must be garbage cause it takes forever to upload a video <laughs> coming back in like three hours later, like, yep, it uploaded, you know, <laughs> but yeah, well, 20 minutes downloading my mind. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, and everybody really should. And hopefully you guys, you know, get on there and, ch- and check out that gen seven outdoors and, and camel yeah. crusade because you guys are young. Yeah. Cause you're, be a good you're, platform for you guys too. Yeah. You know, that's what I'm saying. It'd be a good platform for you guys too, to get on there. And, and one thing nice about it, those views are going out to a lot of people, thousands and thousands of people. 50,000 viewers a, a, a week or a month. 
week. That's pretty good, yeah. yeah. Week, uh, so week, there's yeah. when he posts that, once he gets it and we send it to him, he looks at it and then he'll post it. And then it goes out and everybody starts watching it. And awesome. it so it's getting the word out of who we are and what we do and, and stuff. And it's going to be the same way with you guys. It would be, you know, it fits you guys really well. But well, it, it ain't something like I, you have to work so hard to mm-hmm. be at the top. Mm-hmm. You could just be here and keep working your way up year after mm-hmm. year after it year. It takes time to grow an audience. We're, we're experiencing that. We, Honest with you, we didn't think we'd be anywhere close to where we're at now, you know. But it's just cool how many personal messages we get, you know, and stuff from people that we're motivating and, you know, our, our VI, our veteran shout out, we're getting um, unbelievable messages for that. And that's just a little bitty, small, tiny thing that Mm -hmm. we're doing, but people are recognizing and it's cool that, that, you know, multiple States we're getting people that are getting excited to go hunting again after listening to these podcasts. So, well, I really appreciate you guys coming on. Appreciate Um, you having us. Yeah. I appreciate you guys driving up here and, and hanging out with us for a little while, it was fun. I mean, we could we could send a three hour long one sitting here talking. Yeah. We we well, missed out. You guys missed out on like the first forty five minutes of us t- talking to you right before yeah. we started recording. So. Well, and also too though, we we do we brought a couple things up. We want to give you guys for inviting us, is having us come up and stuff. So well, we appreciate we, we that. We give you yeah, that. you can get on our on our Facebook page, which is Buck Five Outdoors, and we have all of our apparel on there. Um, we did have a website for that, but then it was costing us so much money mm-hmm. to have that website, and then I come Man. come to realize that hey, why are we paying for that when we can put it on? Yeah, we're Facebook in the same we're in the same market, you know, because people wanted shirts from us, so we started making them, and and we're selling a few. But to have a, the cost of running a website, to building a website and then yeah. paying it to go, is this is stuff that we're just learning as we're going on. I mean, it it costs a lot, and and we, if we didn't have so much fun doing this podcast, I mean, we would be you know we'd be losing money. Yeah. But we we have so much fun; it's worth it to us, you know. And yeah. then we have dedicated listeners now that are waiting for episodes to come out so i feel like we need to put out quality stuff <laughs> right, right. for the people it, it, that are well, waiting it hasn't been an easy road for us i mean we've lost some money we've had people say oh they could do this for us and we can do that for us and then we forked out the money and then and then when we got it then it wasn't what and they said oh you also need this so then we started forking out money for that and then yeah. we both finally said well wait a minute you know, it, this is getting out of hand. This is getting ridiculous. And what do we need this for? Well, you need this for this. I'm like, no, I'm, this, it's yeah. just, too, we, you know, this is coming out of our pocket. I got three kids at home that I want to take out and go hunting instead of me paying all this money for, uh, for this internet stuff that mm-hmm. you want me to pay for. It's like, it's, I can't do it no more. I just yeah. can't. So we're going to, we're, we've, Approached it at a different angle, and we're doing it a little bit different. And well, I can I can tell you guys, uh, there's a lot of guys out there that do you know what you guys do, but I think you guys are doing it for the right reasons, and I I guarantee you guys are going to grow. You just I'm need hoping. exposure. That's why we guys wanted you yeah, to come mm-hmm. up because we really dig. We we kind of try to select people that come on here that are trying to grow instead of reaching for giant names for people can relate to and you guys deserve it because you're putting hard work in you're doing it for the right reasons and Mm -hmm. with time it's going to happen you know you just need exposure and that's what we're trying to do is just give you a little bit of boost you know with our listeners to say hey go like their facebook page check out the videos support these guys because they're doing it for the right reasons you know right 
go ahead, Steve. We'd just like to thank you guys, too, for what you guys are doing. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there's not too many people around this area, right, locally, that does this. And it was really nice to when I met you guys at the Elmwood show that, you know, we made that connection and yeah. stuff. So, yeah, big thanks to you guys and hope you guys grow and listeners and in and, and the future, too, because it's, it's been great. Yeah, it's been fun. We, we we appreciate you guys coming up, and I'm glad that we reached out to have a, a full episode with you guys because we yeah. knew, and you guys didn't even bring, you know, half oh. your team, you know, <laughs> what I mean? so so we could have a whole another one. But what, go ahead, homie. Oh, I was just gonna say, uh, be sure that you guys like and subscribe because uh, Lane's gonna knock down a 170 this year. <laughs> <laughs> He's calling it out on the podcast to see hoping. what happens. I'm but. hoping to get him on a big one. I'd like to. Well, get you him know, on that's a big what one. my grandson said. He goes, "Now, Grandpa, he goes, that was the first deer he ever shot at, and first buck he ever shot. You know, he got yeah. a nice buck, and he goes." Well, I got. I suppose I got to get a bigger one. <laughs> I said, it might it. be a long time yeah. before you get another bigger one like yeah. that. <laughs> I told him. Start out small, work your way up. There you go. That's that's. But you know, it. it just just happened. It worked in his favor that day that he was at the right place at yep. the right time. Ninety percent of hunting, man, is yep. Yep. five percent skill. 95% luck, <laughs> you know, 5%, you know, being at the right place and 90, 90% luck. So, yeah. Well, but, guys, thanks for, thanks yes, for having us thanks. on. Yeah. Yeah. It's been fun. We're going to end it here, guys. Uh, like always, we love you. Thanks for listening. Keep hitting that play button. Spend your Saturdays with life on the water. Join Captain Brandon Simmons for fishing, diving, travel, and so much more. You want to succeed. You want to fish. You want to be one of the greatest. Oh, look at that thing, dude. (laughs) Let's see what kind of trouble we can get into today. Don't miss Life on the Water every Saturday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. (laughs) The destination for outdoor entertainment. You want to succeed, you want to fish, you want to be one of the greatest. Tune in to West Marine's Life on the Water, presented by Costa Custom Boats, every Saturday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. You'd think, with four of us spread out on a tiny island, that the task of tagging a whitetail would not be a big thing. But, as I've learned, no matter where I've been, whitetails can be damn tricky. Pursuing wild game in wild places. Tune in to Hunt Stand Presents Saturdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.